Yo, what's up, guys, and welcome back to the ND Talks Words podcast. It's been a couple of months, I know. Um, our upload schedule has been terrible, to say the least, but we're finally back. Today's just me again, um, and today's mostly just going to be a soccer or football which, from wherever, I mean, whichever term you use from where you're from podcast, and mostly it's going to be focused on the Euros. Um, so the Euros just ended today and it didn't come home as I'm sure that a lot of you guys saw. So I'm going to just be talking about like the tournament as a whole, some of the group stage matches, and then overall, like what my thoughts were and who overperformed, who underperformed, you know, it's all the general information. All right. So let's get into it. So group A. Group A was the group with um, Italy, Switzerland. It was Italy, Switzerland, Wales, and Turkey. Okay, so my original prediction for my bracket was I had Turkey coming second, Switzerland third, and Wales fourth. But obviously that didn't happen as many of you guys saw Turkey choked and they ended up getting fourth place, which is, that's actually crazy though, because like coming into this tournament, Turkey was like super hyped up being like the dark horse of the tournament, this and that, but they ended up being a trash team. No word of a lie. Like, I don't even know what happened to them because they got like a couple guys who are in legal and the the Leo team that just won Liga Um, They got Suyuncu, Lester, center back. They got guys, Chahanoglu, who's now an Inter Milan. So they got like actual players, but I don't know. They're just not able to really put it together, which is a bit unfortunate for them because with the amount of talent that they have, if they could um, put it together, they'll be a very dangerous team. And then, Obviously, Switzerland, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Switzerland later. And then there's Wales. Wales did pretty well. I mean, to get second is much better because I really thought that they were going to get fourth. So for them to get second, it's very impressive. And then um, Italy came first. I mean, that was projected. Italy was undefeated coming into this tournament, and they're one of my favorites. So that makes sense. Then in Group B, we have Belgium, Denmark, Finland, and Russia, and they finish in that order. Um, I, first of all, would like to talk about Christian Eriksen. Um, it was really unfortunate what happened to him, especially in his first Euros game. Um, much love to Eriksen and hope he feels and gets back on the field soon. Um, so that was a big hit to the Denmark team. They still managed to finish second on, on only three points because they lost to Finland and Belgium. So the fact that they got second is a bit surprising, even after the two losses. But they managed to clutch that out. Finland got third. Russia got fourth. Um, then Russia are kind of relevant. They didn't really have that good of a tournament, and they both didn't make it to the next round because Finland only got three points. And then Belgium came first. Um, yeah, they were just the best team in the group. 
and I know you guys might think that this is a a lie or some like trying to make myself a better predictor than I really am. But if you head over to the Andy Talks with podcast, you can see that I projected that Denmark would be the dark would be the dark horse of the tournament. And I guess we'll see if my prediction came through. Okay, in Group C, we have Netherlands, Austria, Ukraine, North Macedonia. Okay, so this is a group where I thought that three people would go through because of how bad North Macedonia is. I mean, that's like this tiny country. There's no way that they can really do anything, right? It's not really their fault, but... Netherlands came first, Austria second, UK third, and North Macedonia fourth. That's exactly what I thought it would be because Netherlands, the Netherlands, very good team. Austria, they got a Alaba, Sabitzer, Arnautovic. So I could see them coming second, and then Ukraine third because they they got they got pieces of Yarmolenko, Zinchenko, Zelensky. They got they got guys. So. That's what I predicted, and I'm getting that one right. Um, group D, we have England, Czech Republic, Scotland, Croatia. England didn't lose a game in the group stage, but they did have that disappointing tie with Scotland. Um, but they still won pretty comfortably. The Croatia, Croatia had a great tournament. I mean, I'm, what am I saying? They had a terrible tournament. They were just, they weren't playing well. They lost England. They struggled against the Czech Republic. Struggled against Scotland. So it just really wasn't good for them. The Czech Republic, Patrick Schick was their hero in this tournament. He really came through. He was like, I think he finished with the golden boot tied with Ronaldo. So for him, Patrick Schick, of all people, to do that is crazy. And then Scotland came last. I mean, Scotland literally has only left backs on their whole team. So realistically, they weren't really going to do anything. So, yeah. And then in Group E, we have Spain, Sweden, Slovakia, Poland. Okay, so I said Spain would get first. I said Sweden would get second, Slovakia third, and Poland fourth. But what actually ended up happening was that since Spain had been choking a bunch of points throughout the whole tournament, it went. It was actually Sweden who came first on seven points, Spain on um, five points. So that was pretty disappointing for the Spanish to not win that group even though they definitely had the most skilled team, they choked. And then Slovakia, Poland, I predicted Slovakia third, Poland fourth, because I don't even know why I kind of just guessed on that one, because, like, realistically, they're kind of just, you know, both trash teams. It was a flip of the coin. Now, here we go, Group F, the group of death. France, Portugal, Germany, Hungary. Okay, so obviously the last place team would have been Hungary, and that was what I was predicted. And the first place team was France, because I feel like France is the best team, Hungary's the worst team. That was pretty simple for me. But where did they put Portugal second or Portugal third, Germany second, Germany third? That was the difficult part because I didn't, I for me it was like a flip of the coin. 
um, because Portugal has so much talent, but they're just individual talent. They have no like team game versus Germany, who who have a team, but they don't have the same skills or they don't have players with the same skill level as those on the Portuguese team. But what I ended up going with was that the Germans would come second and Portugal would come third, and that ended up being correct. Um, That one, there's not much in it. Um, Germany did kill Portugal, though, which was a bit surprising. Gossens came through. Hungary managed to get a couple points, which I was very surprised about. They drew a couple draws. France had very disappointing. They drew twice and they won. That was, they drew against Hungary, very disappointing for them. Okay, so now to the round of 16. Uh, First game that was played was Wales and Denmark. Obviously, since Denmark was my, um, Dark Horse of the tournament. I had them beating Wales. So that ended up coming through. They thrashed them 4-0. Denmark's been, Denmark was looking really good during that time. Um, they're definitely playing above their, their, uh, the level of their team. I feel like part of it is the inspiration that they're getting from their teammate Ericsson, who unfortunately could not continue playing in the tournament. And then the second game was Italy versus Austria. Okay, so this game was very lucky on the part of the Italians because Arnautovic had a play at the towards the end of the towards the end of the first half. Or no, the second half where he got it and he was slightly offsides. Thank God for VAR if you're an Italian. And then it went to extra time, Italy bagged twice, and Austria only got one. So Italy ended up moving on to the next round. This is when Chiesa came onto the scene and kind of put his name out there. And Yeah. The third game was a super surprising game. We had Netherlands versus Czech Republic. Netherlands lost 2-0. When I say I was surprised, I was so surprised because I thought the Czech Republic, okay, it was like kind of just like some form in the group stage that kind of snuck themselves in there. But the Dutch couldn't get anything going on the offensive side, like literally nothing. Um, they had zero shots on target in the whole game, which means that they, they couldn't, the goalie literally had to do nothing for the Czech Republic. Um, Depay, Malin, Wijnaldum. None of them got one shot on target. Dumfries, De Jong, De Ron, Van Arnold, Blind, De Vries, and even even Delit, who ended up getting a red card, which definitely didn't help him there, but it was kind of clear. Um, so congratulations to the Czech Republic to making it to the the quarterfinals, which is probably farther than anyone really would have expected them to go. The next was Belgium versus Portugal. This was hyped up to be one of the crazier games because even the round of 16, we have two title favorites competing. Um, we had Lukaku, De Bruyne versus Ronaldo and 
everyone else i mean you can't really just name like one 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 person but like their whole team was the whole um portuguese team is super good um portugal lost one zero because they couldn't they got what they got a bunch of shots but think about this they had 23 shots but only four of them were on target, which means that they just were sh- shooting for no reason. I don't know. Th- that game was not a good game for them. <laughs> Belgium only had one shot on target and they scored. So there you go. And it was a screamer too by Thorgon Hazard. Next, we have Croatia versus Spain. Um, this was an insane game. We had... Uh, Croatia go up 1-0. Then we had Spain go up 3-1 in the, in like the 85th minute. They were up 3-1. So it, at that point, everyone was like, ah, oh, Spain moved on. And then Orsic and Pasolic both scored before the end of the half. So then it's 3-3. So when it's extra time, but then Spain managed to score another two and they ended up winning 5-3. Spain got super lucky here that they didn't fully choke it away. I feel like they're just like overwhelming talent and the skill gap between their players and the players on the Croatian team came through in the end when they managed to get two more. Cause when they went to their bench, the Spanish bench is obviously way better than the Croatian bench. So that helped them out. So Spain ended up moving to the next round. Uh, here we go. My title favorites, France versus Switzerland. On face value, you're like, okay, this is light. This is light for France. You know why? Because it's just the better team. They got literally, if you were to compare each team, you'd probably, you might take one Switzerland player out of their team. But other than that, you won't take anyone else if you compare it directly to a France player. Um, So what happened was Switzerland scored early in the game, 15th minute, halftime, they're 1-0. And then France grew up 3-1. Wait, this is deja vu of what happened in the Spanish game. And then guess what? The Swiss bag twice to make it 3-3, go to extra time, just exactly like the Spanish versus uh, the, the Spain-Croatia game. And then except no one scored an extra time, they went to penalties. It was 4-4, Switzerland scored again, 5-4. And it was all up to Mbappe who stepped up the line and he missed. Jan Sommer saved it in France was he has been eliminated from the tournament next up we have england and germany this is the game that i was looking forward to the most because i'm a huge supporter of the england team shout out to all my guys um especially my boy mason mount um many people were, were projecting i think even germany was the favorites in this game coming into it um, it started off super slowly, you know, it was kind of back and forth. No team really had like great chances until Jack Grealish came into the game in the 60th. I want to say 60th. Um, he came in the game in the 69th minute and that just changed everything. He brought a new skill set to the offensive side of the ball and he ended up contributing to two goals, one by Sterling, one by Kane, and they ended up winning 2-0. Do 
Germany had really one good chance in that game, which was the breakaway after Sterling just gave it to Muller. He had a breakaway, but he ended up pushing it wide. The last game is Spain-Ukraine. I mean, this was a really good game, but, like, really had no meaning because both teams were not that great. So, skip it. Congratulations to Ukraine, though, for an 8-1. Try to play Zinchenko. Next up, we have the quartal, the quartal, the quarterfinals, Switzerland versus Spain. Spain had dodged the bullet of playing the French team. They got Switzerland instead. So you'd imagine that this would be another easier game for them because that Switzerland team had that um, one-game fluke, right? But wrong. But it, it started off early for the Spanish with the Zakaria on goal but then they couldn't really get anything going for the whole rest of the game. And then Shakiri ended up scoring in the second half, went to extra time, almost for an extra time, went to penalties. Again, Switzerland's in penalties. To this time, they only converted on one of them, while Spain converted on three, and they ended up winning on, and Spain ended up winning on penalties, moving them to the semifinal. Next up, we had Belgium versus Italy. This is another, this is a massive game between two final favorites. Belgium had a pretty murderous row to get to the finals. Um, they, Belgium was getting manhandled pretty much the whole game. Like they couldn't get anything going. They got a lucky penalty off of a bad foul on Doku. But other than that, they really couldn't get anything going. And Italy was kind of controlling possession they were just passing around the box. They're taking good chances. And Italy ended up winning 2-1. They definitely a deserved win. Next up, we have Czech Republic versus Denmark. My team, Denmark, against Czech Republic, except because um, they beat the Netherlands. Um, th- this was kind of a more boring game because uh, Denmark went up 2-0. Patrick Schick scored, making it 2-1. And then it was just like a... Denmark were just defending. Like, they were just straight up just defending. But you could win to the Danes in their semifinal to face the winner of Ukraine-England, which ended up being England in pretty definitive fashion, winning 4-0. Harry Kane bagged two times. Harry Maguire once. Henderson once. Um, I don't know. There's not much to say about this game. England just dominated from the start. They put all their backups in, and they were just chilling. Yeah. Now we move on to the semifinal. Okay, now these. Are very much hype games. Okay, so first you had Italy versus Spain. Spain just coming off penalties against Switzerland is back, hoping to avoid penalties in this time win in regular time. We'll see if that happens. No one had scored in the first half, 0-0. Then Chiesa scored in the 60th minute. Italy was controlling. Italy was um, Italy was definitely getting beaten in this game by the Spanish team. The Spanish team was kind of controlling the tempo. They were taking chances. They had 16 shots to Italy's seven. So they so they were definitely doing their thing. They had 71% possession and Italy had 29. So they were definitely killing them. And then, but they couldn't score. 
And then in, in the 80th minute, Marata of all people <laughs> bagged to making it 1-1. Extra time, no one scored again. Penalties. Spain. It was 3-2 to Italy. Because Spain had missed a couple of times. Their bad misses. Danny Mole, that was a bad miss. 3-2. Jorginho steps up against Unai Simone. He does a little jump thing, and he has one of the coldest penalties I've ever seen in my life. That was the coolest shit ever. So, shout out Jorginho. They ended up, and Italy ended up winning that game on penalties. Next, we have England versus Denmark. Denmark opened up the scoring with a Damsgaard free kick. What a beautiful free kick by Damsgaard. And then literally nine minutes later, it was a cross by Saka. And then Kier hit it into his own goal. I mean, if he missed, Sterling would have cleaned it up anyways. So that was just bad defending. And that all happened in the first half. In the second half, no one scored. Then in extra time, very controversial thing happened. The ref awarded a penalty to Raheem Sterling which many agree was not a penalty, and that ended up giving them their second goal. So England England ended up winning in very suspect fashion against Denmark 2-1. Now we get to the final, which was today. Italy versus England. Would it be coming home or coming Rome? We'll find out. So opening kickoff, everything's going one minute in, then all of a sudden... England's on the break. Luke Shaw. What a strike by Luke Shaw. He hit that so cleanly off the inside of the post. 1-0 England, two minutes in. Could this be a could this be an England definitive win? We'll see. For the rest of the half, it was kind of back and forth. England kind of moved more defensively. They were trying not to give up any of the goals and try to win 1-0. And that worked for the first half as they were still a 1-0. Then in the 67th minute, off of a set piece, a bunch of touches, deflections, it went off the inside of the post and bounced perfectly to Bonucci, who finished it in 1-1. Now you think this is time for England to go back off defensive and try to score, but that's not what they did. They, they kept dropping back. I didn't understand why. They needed a goal. They weren't pressing hard enough and just give Italy so much time. But Italy couldn't convert in extra time or... Um, to, to the rest of this regular time or, or extra time. And obviously neither Eng- could England. So this game, like many others, would be decided by a penalty. As the Euro finals was decided by a penalty. Was, so England, step up, bag twice. Italy are two for three. England is two for two. Next, Rashford steps up. He misses. So now they're tied. Two for three, two for three. And then um, Italy back again. Bernadeschi to make it three, two. Jaden Sancho steps up. He misses. Italy takes the lead, three, two. Now, if Jorginho makes this, it's all over. Italy win. He shoots and is saved by Pickford. And now, stepping up to the plate is Raz Bakayo Saka. He really made a 19-year-old take a penalty. Even though he has no experience. 
but he still put him up there and he steps up to the plate. He's never taken a penalty in first team football in his life, but he's stepping up to the plate. He strikes it and Donnarumma saves it. Italy wins and it's all over. It's coming Rome, not coming home. It was very disappointing for me as an England supporter, but it is what it is, man. It was just bad tactics. He's something to drag Grealish way too late. He was playing way too defensive the whole game and just literally do whatever they wanted. So that's about it for the Euros. Um, super excited for the World Cup, which is next year. The Olympics are just later this year. So stay tuned for more podcasts about the Olympics coming up. We might branch out, maybe track and feel, talk about that. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But I hope you guys enjoyed and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.